Fred and Frit, Fred and Frit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. It's our last one for this week, an abbreviated week for us. Thank you. Uh, we're live in the one thirty hour on is it, uh, Thursday? It is Thursday. Thursday, Thursday the 4th of 2024. 4th yeah. day. Uh, the list looks like this. Uh, Joe and Don invite you to remember January 6th. The Don Trump Hotel Loyalty Program details. You can join. Uh, new nickname. New nickname. Use it. Call him that. And the threats just keep on coming. <laughs> Was Britt Whitmire in the Jeffrey Epstein files? Find out if he dares to pick the topic. <laughs> and Cam Newton speaks on David Tepper. Uh, God, let's do the, the Epstein thing first. Um, wow. I, I commend you. That's a lot. That's a lot of courage. That's a lot of I, courage. I just don't, I, I, I'm feeling it's nothing tough. burger. I'm of feeling course. big, nothing burger. No. In whole situation. <laughs> no, it, it's a, it's a, uh, nothing McDonald's plain single patty. Nothing burger. It's just nothing. Yeah. With, with no condiments, zero condiments mm -hmm. on that thing. Uh, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Alan Dershowitz, Stephen Hawking. And by the way, there's like, these are just names. They've all been yeah. out there before. Nobody knows to the extent they're, they're a couple women are trying and uh, Al Gore, Les Wexner, the, the guy from Columbus who uh, started The Limited, uh, Victoria's Secret. He's Jeez. one of the richest guys. I think he's the richest guy in Ohio. Okay. Bill Richardson, dead. Michael Jackson, dead. David Copperfield, don't care that he's not dead, but I wish I wish I was. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, Naomi Campbell, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Blanchett, Bruce Willis. Uh, okay, and of course Britt Whitmire. Now, what do you have to say? Well, I, <laughs> I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he hung himself. Um, I don't. I, I and the Bill Clinton mention was because one of the victims said. I heard he likes them young. That's what right. Epstein told me. That's that. That's the entire. Yeah, that's the it's smoking gun. That's the smoking gun on William Jefferson Clinton. Right. In fact, and I know we have uh, we have Trump derangement syndrome around here, and we're happy to to tell you that we do, and we're not deranged. We're just truthful. Yeah. Uh, if you went back and looked at the hundreds, the thousands of pictures of people, famous, not famous, who've hung around with Donald Trump all these years, I contend whatever whatever the results of being with Jeffrey Epstein were and however many victims there were, 
associated with Trump is a much, much more dangerous proposition. What was our original idea seven years ago? You hang out with Donald Trump, you work with him. It always ends in tears. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of when. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, it has for many, many people. And those who are still playing the game, they think they're going to escape and they're going to get out clean. They're going to ride his coattails back to power and maintain their own and that's they're, riding his, they're riding his coattails to jail and bankruptcy. Yeah, I uh, I guess I, I kind of jumped over to the next topic. Um, there's there's not that much there there no. anymore. I don't think. No, the I, I don't I and I I, I do love a couple things about this because this does give us entree into a couple other things. Uh, I do love that the on Fox News they make sure that hey Alan Dershowitz had his pants on. That do not just because Alan Dershowitz, our favorite lawyer, just because he's going to show up in this thing. Remember, he got a massage, but his pants were on the entire time. <laughs> Which it's a, it's a little bit of he doth protest too much, isn't it? Well, you know we're sticklers for details here. <laughs> I just I, I find it and that helps. I find it humorous, but this this gives us entree into this Aaron Rodgers bullshit, which is is blowing up in everybody's face right now. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Give us give, give us give us about a, a, a thirty second thumbnail on this because it it really is sort of too stupid to talk about because Aaron Rodgers now has you know he's like uh, he's like sound waves. <laughs> on on your graph, it just keeps bumping up, bumping down, and Time it, it and just keeps coming back up, up and uh, down, up and Aaron Rodgers, who played a minute and eighteen seconds of football uh, this season for the New York Jets, goes on the Pat McAfee show. Of course, Pat, I think people know about Pat McAfee, and he's this huge presence on ESPN. They paid him a shit ton of money, and he he's saying, "Hey, you know this Epstein thing. I'm going to pop a bottle when this thing comes out. I'm going to celebrate. And boy, I tell you, who's really scared about this thing is Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want this thing to come out. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, not seeing the humor and being called a pedophile, tweets at him and says, "If you keep this shit up, you're putting my family in danger. I'll see you in court." Essentially, that's what happened. But by the way, asshole. Asshole. Uh, and and of course, Pat McAfee works for ESPN. Jimmy Kimmel works for ABC. Both part of they have the same boss there, uh, Bob Iger over at Disney. And it turns out Jimmy Kimmel he knows Bob Iger's number. Call him up real quick and go, "Hey, there's a guy on this show uh, in our company that's kind of calling me a pedophile." <laughs> and so McAfee has to go on his show yesterday and go, "That ah, I'm going to clean this up. I got a call from Uncle Bob." You know, the deal that McAfee signed with ESPN, supposedly he gets to bypass Jimmy Pataro, the, the head of ESPN, and he, he reports like straight to Bob Iger, allegedly. This allegedly. is not going to get this is not going to get you out of of the shit when these kinds of things happen. No. And they, they were warned you know, hiring, hiring Pat McAfee. Right. And firing probably 50 good people. Right. To be able to to be able to pay. This guy, who is a no-talent arsonist 
asshole fuckface representative of everything that's wrong with the splintering of media mm. and the inability of uh, uh, folks to distinguish between demagogues and uh, people who are talented and he's not. Yeah. Uh, but just because he's uh, standing there on TV dressed up like uh, the old Hulk Hogan, right? You know, showing you he's he's got biceps. I mean, he's got the guns. God. So McAfee has to go on a show and go, "Hey, I I regret my part in this. I regret my part in this. I I I don't know what happened. Uh, things went off the rail." He goes, "This was his excuse." Now you may have you may have read this part. I think Aaron was just trying to talk some shit about Jimmy Kimmel. No, no sale. <laughs> well, hang on. No, if sale. You, if you would like to write a huge check to someone with a lot of zeros in it, make sure you go to court and use the talk and shit defense. Make sure you do that because. <laughs> well, but now, now to be fair, Again, and you know me, I'm obsessed. Oh, I'm maybe that's fair. what maybe that's what Donald Trump should do in the E. Jean Carroll case. I was just talking which is, shit. I was just talking shit. And by the way, he was talking shit overnight, I believe, about a a a twenty minute nonstop rant on his Truth Social about E. Jean Carroll, and he wasn't talking shit. He was retweeting what other people have been saying about her for all these years. So it's kind of the same thing when oh, you yeah. think about it, Trump just talking shit and it wasn't him. He didn't say it. And Pat McAfee didn't talk shit about Jimmy Kimmel. It was Aaron Rodgers yeah. that said it. Yeah. And of course, uh, Donald Trump is no more responsible for his own social media posts right. as Pat McAfee is for having Aaron Rodgers on his stupid TV show to slander Jimmy Kimmel. That's the same thing. It sounds like they're they both should walk scot free. They were they're just talking some shit. Just to, I, I just do like the talk. By like the way, the lo remember too. locker room talk was the original. That's right, Trump excuse the access Hollywood the, the, the Hollywood access tape thank tape. you thank you thank you uh, the the Hollywood access two-inch video tape from you know the 1920s so the uh it's been widely reported that and I think even McAfee has said like he pays Aaron Rodgers well over a million dollars a year to appear weekly on his show just to spout bullshit like this um this is where he gets a tap from Uncle Bob <laughs> And he says, uh, Pat, it's, I'm sorry that that little segment that you had with the, you know, cowboy bang, bang, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Joe Rogan of quarterbacks is, uh, that's going to be over. Uh, thank you. Brent, I, I think you sh should have, uh, boiled it down to our level a little bit more where Bob Iger says to Pat, Pat in my office at three o'clock today, <laughs> just it's just you it's in so i mean the dynamics of it are so weird it's like i i heard mike shore the the writer the guy that's married to regis philbin's daughter who's created shows like parks and rec he wrote for the office he's a brilliant writer and he goes we would have a lawyer come to us every year before the season would start and the first thing the lawyer would say is you can't say someone is a pedophile if they're not a pedophile that is the rail that you do not want to grab. That is the third rail that that's 
Rule number one, not two, three, four, not one A, not one B. Rule number one is don't be calling non-pedophiles pedophiles. It's well, a fairly uh, easy concept. Uh, you know, we don't work for, for Disney. We don't work for Bob Iger. Um, but it doesn't matter what job you work in, what industry it is. The first thing you want to do if you want to succeed in business is don't give your boss unnecessary Correct. headaches. And in the case of Iger, he's got more headaches than a million bottles of Excedrin right there on, in, in that company. He's got a lot of fires to be putting out. He's got a lot of, and I'm just thinking he's going, what am I doing? Why am I, why do I have to waste one minute thinking about this kind of garbage? This kind of crapola. It is it is rather oh. childish, but also yeah. you kind you kind of as Dr. Phil would say, you kind of set it up that way when you gave yeah. a, a rank amateur. Pat McAfee has has a voice and an audience. It's huge. He's very good, but he's very new to this space. He doesn't kind of he doesn't really know all that stuff. And Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a guy who's newly unwoke. He's he's like a guy that's just discovered his penis and just wants to go to town on it. Just loves it. Just can't. And it's Fauci and uh, vaccines and blah, blah, this and you know, all this shit. That's he's he's obsessed with it. It's not the people on the left that are fucking shoving this stuff down the throat. We've moved on from the vaccines and Fauci and all that shit. This guy's the guy that keeps bringing it up. Guys like Aaron Rodgers who are like, well, we got to throw Fauci in jail. When are we going to throw Fauci in jail? He's got to be thrown in jail. He's the guy that keeps, he's the one with the never ending uh, aggrievement situation about something that happened three and a half, four years ago. That's what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And if you got, it's fine. But if you hit your wagon to him, eventually you're going to get slapped. Don't you love uh, Trump's trying to repackage the old Ronald Reagan line, but he's, he's uh, changed it for his own purposes. Are you better off than you were five years ago? Not four. Okay. <laughs> right. Because, of course, uh, four years ago, we were, we were on the cusp of COVID. Right. right. And the economy was about to crash. So That's no right. one would like to say, oh, wow, four years ago, things were. So he gets to, he, he thinks he can change it to five and that no one will, will notice. And you know what? Most people won't. Most people are stupid. And uh, why should that be anything different? Why should it be any different with that in terms of him being able to, to sell that crap all up? Okay, here you go. The uh, Don Trump Hotel loyalty program details. How about his new nickname? His new nickname. And this is so obvious. I can't believe we've never actually said it flat out. What it's it? Don Corleone Trump. Ah, nice. Well, it, it is so not in need of explanation. Yeah. Although, are we... I hate to even think this. That Don Corleone Trump needs explanation because X number of people in the age group X don't get the reference. It's too... I know it's the, the, the greatest movie... Maybe the second grade, whatever, Citizen yeah. Kane, The Godfather, yeah. Casablanca. But still, I think we can go with it. 
I think it works. Well, uh, I think I, everyone's heard the line. I made him a deal. He could, he can't refuse. If, if that's, yeah. if you remember how Don Corleone, uh, you know, met his fate, I'd like to get Donald Trump some orange slices in a garden somewhere with a grandkid. You know, that might, that might be a thought. Can I, can I, uh, jump in? You reminded me of something. I read a piece today on, I know it, comes through and i can't help it the, the the twitter machine it does come through and uh a guy noted that every president in our lifetime and probably you know three lifetimes before us every president would go out of their way to show themselves showing love to their wife or mm-hmm. having their kids around them or their grandkids if right. if they had him and there was all there were always pictures Certainly, certainly beginning with John F. Kennedy, right? And, and, and since then, it never stopped. I mean, Lyndon Johnson and his daughters, oh, and they yeah. had a, yeah. there was a marriage in the White House. Yeah. And then yeah. even same with Nixon. You know, Nixon's yeah. daughter got, got married. Trisha Cox Nixon got married in the White House. You can go through every, they all want to project that image. There is none of that with Donald Trump. None. Do you ever, ever see him? Have you ever seen him in a casual situation with his grandchildren, of which there are many? Yeah. There's a a coldness. There's a distance about him that's so creepy. And, you know, we've talked about the doesn't have a dog issue, which I think is just as bad. Okay. Uh, a guy who's never had a dog in his life, I'm really worried about. Um, but there's just, he, you know, he's like the Terminator. The, he's, he's like the Terminator, right? He's just yeah. a, a, a robot. Which I, I hope he won't be back. Um, one of the things that I enjoy seeing, and I don't see it much in real time, but I see the reels or the, the TikToks or whatever, is I see... Uh, Tiger Woods out on the golf course with his son, right? And they're playing golf together. And Tiger, oh, just, God. He, he just beams, right? He just, he, his face just lights the, up. He's you so know, proud. That, 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 that video, the two of them taking a swing. Oh, it's crazy. It's taken, taken from behind. And it's like, it's like two people. Who, it, it's a split screen of, of, of two identical twins doing the it, same it, thing. And it's not. And, it's and Tiger is such a, he's such a proud father. And it's, I mean, I, I gave Tiger Woods as much shit when he was going through his problems as anybody else, but it's, it really is gratifying to see him as a father, just beaming and enjoying it. Now think of all the times you've seen Donald Trump out on the fucking golf course. Oh, and he's always, he, he you always see him with Don June. No, you don't. You see him with Lindsey no. Graham. You can see that, you know, he could have that seven foot six monster baron with him out there, at least caddying or, you know, hanging out. You never see that shit. That never, they don't even try to stage those photos. Right. They don't even try to fake it. It would be right. the easiest thing in the world is baron, come out of the course with me. Act like you're having fun. You know, so, and they don't even try to do that. It would be yeah. the easiest thing ever. Right. Well, you know why? Because that would be a sign of weakness. Yeah, right. You know, it's strength weak. is it's weak to play uh, a golf with uh, your son and enjoy it. Is that is that what yeah. that is, sir? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, now, the uh reason I I thought of the Don Corleone Trump line is because it's really, really obvious that 
as the endorsements come flooding in for Donald Trump, uh, I guess the top three Republicans now in the uh, House of Representatives, Johnson, Scalise, and Stefanik, and Tom Emmer, that's four, I guess. See, I can count. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're... they're They've they've all endorsed Donald Trump. They're all wow. they're all in on him. Wow, what a shock! And, uh, yeah, yeah. Who knew? And so the the title of the piece today in the Times is how Trump has used fear and favor to win Republican endorsements. How he uh, how he works the phones. How he hands out favors, uh, trips and visits to Mar-a-Lago and and the rest. But basically, it's the uh, fist in a velvet glove, right? Because on the other side of you not endorsing him is him trying to destroy your life. And uh, that's a mafia tactic. That's a mafia Don tag. That's how it works. That's how you're on my side or you die. It's very simple. <laughs> and yeah, it is. And uh, out in Arizona, the uh, guy who in 2021, who became the uh, head election official, he's a Republican, I think in Maricopa County, he couldn't handle it anymore because he would go to these yeah. meetings all over Maricopa County and, you know, the, the drooling whack jobs who are convinced that the election was stolen for Joe Biden would show up and he would try to explain to them. And particularly, we know in Arizona, how many recounts did they do there? Like three, and then they brought in the cyber ninjas, and they found that the the uh, margin was even greater for Joe Biden in in Maricopa County. And he would try to explain this to the people in attendance, and yeah, they'd start throwing pots and pans and tomatoes at him, and they'd chase him out of the room, and they'd chase him to his car, and they'd bang on the windows. He's like, I can't handle it anymore. This is, this, is, this is the result of Donald Trump. This is all Trump. And so you've seen the recent polling. It's getting worse. Fewer Republicans believe that Joe Biden was legitimately elected in 2020 than ever before. Fewer people believe that Donald Trump on the Republican side. Fewer Republicans believe that Donald Trump had anything to do with what happened on January 6th. It's getting worse. Or if you're on Trump's, it's getting better. People are finally understanding what he's saying. No, he's he repeats and repeats and repeats day after day, year after year. And it's really, really a bad situation for this country going into this election year. Now, this weekend, and uh, this is topic number four here. Uh, no, it's actually topic number one. Joe and yeah. Don invite you to to remember January 6th. How are they doing it? Well, Joe Biden is giving a speech. It was going to be Saturday, but I think we have this uh, weather system moving across the country, and they right. think that it's going to be bad there. There's one thing to try to recreate the feeling of Valley Forge rhetorically. It's another one to have to 
go through a winter snowstorm like yeah. George Washington had to literally at Valley Forge. Yeah. So I think they've they've moved that to um, to Friday, and uh, I've seen the uh, one minute commercial. It's going to run in about seven states, including North Carolina. Uh, we're part of the we're part of the Big Seven now. We're the Magnificent Seven. It's not Facebook. It's not Amazon. It's not Tesla. <laughs> Alphabet. It's not Microsoft. Alphabet. It's it's Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Those that's the new Magnificent Seven, and they're going to run it on the uh, the evening news broadcasts in those uh, states in in various market there but it's only five hundred thousand dollars i'm not sure how much how much exposure that gets you and of course who's watching local tv news all over the country now are those persuadables mm, i'm it's not so sure but it's but it's but it, it, it isn't so much that it's the viral uh, passing around of the commercial that will work and it's 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 joe biden with tons of video of January 6th and the threat to democracy that is Donald Trump, or as Donald Trump says it, the threat to democracy that Joe Biden is. Okay, we'll get to that in a second here, but he's going to go all in. That is going to be the theme, and you have to wonder, you have to wonder here, and you got to hope that the phrase, this is not who we are, has some currency to it because right now Trump and Trumpism is who we are until proven otherwise. Now in the year 2020, it was proven otherwise, but somehow, some way, just like when you have the exterminator come and get rid of all the cockroaches, there seems to be one left. And before you know it, it's multiplied and you got the same problem over again. That's what we've got with, with Trump. Well, I mean, he was voted out a small, by yeah, a small but, number of people. A small number of people decided the 2020 election. Yeah, it was. You remember the remember the situation where they said it was like the people who watched that final national championship game in basketball last year by a factor yeah. of two decided the 2020 right. election. Right, uh, it was about forty thousand people total, but that's because the electoral college is just right shit. It sucks. When, when no, you think no about it and you look, see people can kind of like, they, they look at the final tally on the electoral college and go, well, that's, that's a pretty decent victory. It really wasn't that close. No, it was, it was very close. <laughs> the election of 2020 was very close. Let me show you the uh, headline from the Associated Press and let's see if you think that's fair. Uh, one attack, two interpretations. Biden and Trump both make the January 6th riot a political rallying cry. I'm looking at the piece right now. Uh, Joe Biden is that a fair headline Um, well it it is if you know why they wrote that well then forget it because people don't okay (laughs) because to mark the moment Biden will visit the site near Valley Forge where George Washington and the struggling Continental Army which they wouldn't have been struggling if the Republicans would have voted them arms. But, okay. <laughs> no, no, the Republicans shut down the government, so they didn't have anything. Yeah. Biden's advisors say the stop in a critical swing state, that would be Pennsylvania, will highlight Trump's 
role in the January 6th siege and give Biden a chance for him to lay out the stakes for the election. Meantime, Trump is going to have uh, two different rallies on Saturday. Standard Donald Trump rallies. Um, and you've heard it already. Uh, Donald Trump is trying to turn this whole idea of where's the threat to democracy? Well, it's Joe Biden. It's already in the White House. Clearly. He's already broken more laws. He shouldn't even be allowed to be president. And he's the most corrupt president that we've ever had. Hmm. Hmm. Um, you have to hope that this punches through. And I think there's a decent chance that it will. But uh, there's a great column in the LA Times by Robin Abkarian. And uh, I didn't, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll paraphrase it. It's okay, youngsters, young voters. Are you going to teach the Democrats? You're going to teach Joe Biden a lesson because you disagree with him on, oh, he broke his promise about student loans, or I disagree with him about Israel. You're going to teach him a lesson. You're going to teach the country a lesson by voting for Donald Trump. You think it's going to be better? Any of these issues are going to be better under Donald Trump? I don't know what the deal is with the polling on Hispanics across the country. What Trump leads yeah. with the Hispanic vote. I don't know whether I believe that or not. I don't want to believe it. It's more than but one poll, a, though. It, it seems to come up time and again with these Hispanic but, polls, and I don't get it. This, this is a guy who already said, not eight years ago when he first said it, but he's saying it now. He's going to round up people, and they're going to be, Mostly brown, mostly brown, and they're going to get kicked out of the country. And it's uh, guilty until proven innocent. Oh, but oh, you've got my vote. You've got my vote. Um, so, so Joe Biden's sell job has to be to appeal, and this is so trite, the, to the better angels of the country. And it just can't be about, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden because, you know, milk was only uh, $2.20 a gallon. Now it's it's four twenty, and Joe Biden raised prices, and it was cheaper under Donald Trump. I mean, if, if they're able to undercut truth in that way from the economic standpoint, we're, we're dead. We're yeah. dead. This country is dead, dead, dead. Um, hey, would you would you actually consider leaving the country if, if Trump's elected this time? Because it's going to be like a full he's not making any bones about it. It's going to be a full on punishment situation, retribution, well, <laughs> all well, that stuff. You know, you know, our 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 daughter, Stephanie, yeah, moved moved to Amsterdam in right. July. She left. She was in Chicago, you know, where you get murdered. <laughs> Allegedly. But she, she, she loved living in Chicago. She was there for about 10 years. And she just decided to, um, I'm done. I want to live somewhere else. I'm, 
you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old. If I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And you know what? It's looking smarter every day. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, that's not to say that there isn't a lot of pressure in Europe and that there isn't pressure in the Netherlands either politically. But I don't think it's anything like it is here right now. No. And, um, well, at least we'll have somebody to tell us where we can uh, buy a house. And we know we know we have somebody to recommend restaurants to us when we move to Amsterdam. True, true. Yeah, you don't, you want to stay out of this part of town if we do that. Um, yeah. The worst case scenario for me as a resident of North Carolina is Donald Trump back in the White House and Mark Robinson, his selected candidate as governor of North Carolina. That would be exceptionally difficult to overcome. Very tough to overcome. Those would be. Je the Jesse Helms years in North Carolina were bad enough, but his purview and his influence on day-to-day -day life in North Carolina wasn't that great. Uh, this this would arguably be worse. You know that that that's a tough one. That's why. Right now, you have to go and give $5 to Josh Stein. If you're listening to me at all, anywhere, just give him 5 bucks. If you can give 20 do that. But whatever, just give Josh Stein $5 because we are dying here in North Carolina. We are this fucking close. This fucking close to just, just falling right out of, off the cliff. Uh, sure, I, I can't I, find this. I literally did this the other night. I, we were at dinner and it was uh, it was New Year's Eve, and I go, "Wait, the Josh Stein's been bugging me for money because it's the end of the year." And I gave him I gave him some cash. I gave him just a couple of bucks, just because I was thinking about it. So like, okay, I'm going to do it right now from the phone. We're going to do this because you know it's the end of the year. Josh needs it, and if Josh isn't the governor of this state, we are so screwed. We are so oh, unbelievably screwed. Now, now you're going to get texted forever. Oh, it's fine. I'm I'm ready for it. All right, uh, Tepper. Cam, New Cam Newton on, on on David Tepper. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Uh, Cam Newton, the uh, former Carolina Panthers uh, NFL MVP quarterback. I guess he's commenting on the current owner of the Carolina Panthers. He's got a podcast. It's called Fourth and One. Fourth and One. And he says, "David Tepper, you got caught, bro." <laughs> That's so good. You got caught, bro. Cam Newton continued saying he's standing on his remarks a few weeks ago in which he called on Tepper to make him the team president. Cam Newton. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, but could he do worse? No. He wouldn't do worse. That's not the question. I know. <laughs> I know. But uh, as you know, Britt, when you're uh, on a podcast, you're never held accountable for anything. Ever. You know, when they unseal those documents. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Newton, president of the, well, why not? What's the difference? Uh, can, the, we, we you do have to feel horrible for the people who have really been Carolina Panthers fans and supporters for nigh on 30 years i mean my god this guy there's there's no second place as far as worst owner right now 
There's no second place. This is the guy. Now that Dan Snyder is out of the league, now that he's out of sports, this guy is by far the worst owner in, in all of sports right now, at least in North America. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting study, though, that uh, people who have made a ton of money doing something, they really do, I guess, honestly think that whatever skills they had that allowed them to get really, really super rich automatically confers upon them the skills and the ability to do other things. And I'm not saying because you've done really well doing something that you can't do other things. But if you have a complete blind spot and an inability to see what you're doing and your arrogance and your power because of that money that you did something else to earn transfers over to your new venture and you're suddenly surrounded with yes men wanting to keep their jobs. Yes, women too, I guess. And you only rely on your own gut to make decisions. You're going to, you're, you're going to fail. Uh, I guess you have to contrast Tepper who's worth what, whatever, 15, 20, $20 billion with some other the richest owner in the national who, play. He's worth more than any other owner in the league. Right. Which of course he, is of no value. It's a, it's of no value because in the NFL, you can't spend the other teams into the ground no. buying up talent. It's not like baseball. No. You can't but do it's it. A, so it, also, it's of no it, it value, kind of, no value, but it kind of feels like he, he, I think he has the idea and you can think anything you want to about him now because he's given you license for that. I kind of feel like since he's the richest guy, he felt like the other guys were just going to kiss his ass. Like the other guys in the league. Like, oh, David, we're going to, we're going to genuflect to you because you're worth way care. more than we are. They don't care. And they don't. And he's, and he's finding this they out. Just don't. I also think for very rich and powerful guys, at least the ones who remain humble, there are mitigating factors in their lives, like wives and children that kind of go up to them and go, uh, dad, you're kind of full of shit sometimes. Not every idea that you have is wonderful, and not every fart that comes out of your ass smells like roses. Oh, you mean you you're talking about so. Trump? You're talking about the Trump family, right? <laughs> There's always some mitigating to, to, to people who don't just go around trying to, you know, uh, scorch the earth and treat waiters and waitresses like assholes and just turn over cars on every block. You know, there there's some very wealthy people who are actually pretty humble and. Well, one of the things in their lives that keeps them humble is their family saying, you are just a person. You are just a person that well, puts their I pants on. I don't need, I don't need humble. I don't need humble. Well, um, I, I need accept- a little bit of self-reflection. For, for instance, Jeff Bezos makes all this money yeah. because he figured out 25 years ago, first selling books and then everything else. And then surrounding himself with obviously really smart people mm-hmm. who got Amazon into other businesses like Amazon Web Services, which is way bigger, way more profitable than, you know, buying crap and having it delivered to your house. They don't make that much money in retail, but they make a lot of money. That's why you see commercials on TV more for Amazon Web Services than you do for Amazon, except around the holidays. And, uh, uh, you know, he didn't he didn't do all those things himself. He got smart people who 
uh, told him this is what you do, and he knew how to listen. It doesn't appear that David Tepper has the ability to listen. When Bezos bought the Washington Post, he bought it knowing full well that it wasn't going to make him rich. He was already rich, but he saw an asset that he thought was worth saving because they had real financial problems, and he did save it. And even if they're having to lay off a few people right now, they're they're not going out of business. The, the paper isn't closed. It's not, it's not like that at all. Um, but he doesn't sit on the top floor of the Washington Post and decide what articles go in there. He's not running the paper. He's got like, yeah. people that he hires to do it. Let, let's follow it all the way through. If David Tepper owned the Washington Post, so there was a story oh. in there, he like, he'd go up there and start slapping the person in their office and dumping like Coke on them and shit, like in the middle of the office. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's completely I, I would even take a faking of humility. I would I would even take like a fainting uh, toward humility I, I, at this point. The guy, one of the problem, one of the things in life before you can treat any kind of addiction or any kind of problem you have, you have to admit you have a problem. You have to admit that you're overweight, you're obese, you're drinking too much, you're doing drugs, the drugs are involved, you have a gambling problem, it's fucked. You have to admit there's a problem. I don't think he's, he understands there's a problem. He doesn't even see that there's a problem right now. The problem is everybody else, and that does get back to Trump. The problem is the media and these these hillbillies in Charlotte. And, you know, it's always something else. It's always something else with Tepper that's the issue, not his behavior and not what he does. Which uh, leads us to the end here. Trump is really, really upset. He is so mad. Now, I could say that any day, any time, any hour, but he's really angry. And today, as we speak on Thursday, he is demanding that Jack Smith, the special counsel, his office, and Smith himself be held in contempt for flouting Judge Chutkin's stay of the whole case about the 2020 election subversion case. You know, they've got it on ice, on, on hold right now um, until a, you know, a decision is made about immunity, right? It's on right. hold. And, and Donald Trump is just, just spitting mad. 15 pages of bullshit. Um, they say he's in violation, Smith is of the pause that she ordered while all the challenges, all the attempted delays, all the attempted pushing out of everything. I'm trying to delay this trial. I'm trying to delay all the proceedings until after the election. And you're not letting me, Smith. Right. How dare you? You're a bad guy. Judge, sanction the prosecutor. They're the, he's the bad guy. It's, it's just, it's the same script it's like Mad Libs. Don's Mad Libs. You just change the words over and over again. God almighty. It's so <laughs> tedious. It's so it's so tiring. Rather than respect the rule of law, Jack Smith unilaterally decided to disobey the law and the stay order with his harassing litigation. That's Did the he? spokesperson, Stephen Chung, for Donald Trump. Oh, I shouldn't have said it that way. Oh, man. There I go. That's um, so wrong. You're canceled. 